One of the key trends predicted for the insurance sector is the rise of digital ecosystems, a technology strategy that emphasizes best-of-breed components covering each major function in insurance using APIs, microservices, as well as web services. So exactly which technology will likely have near-term impact for insurers as they grapple evolving regulations and maturing technologies? In this podcast for Future CIO, we speak to Saurabh Chitrachar, Regional Vice President and Director for Asia Technology Strategy and Operations at Liberty Mutual on the topic of strategic priorities for insurers in 2022. Saurabh, once again, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you, Alan, for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Now, aside from security, what are the key operational challenges heads of technologies face in 2020 and 2021? This is, so they were looking backwards a little bit. So security obviously was a major challenge, the bigger and the other challenges which I see the heads of technologies are facing is that is that element around business expectation, right? So around managing that business expectation in terms of the demand, because technology is the center of enablement right now. Then second is around the people, right? So, so retaining your existing teams and managing those teams to perform better, even if you, you don't have a face-to-face interaction, right? So like, it's not like you can have like a team meeting in a room. I mean, you're managing it virtually. So this is uh, not easy. And especially when you're onboarding new employees in your team, and then you have to manage that whole onboarding remotely and, and, you know, ensuring that they get the right support. So I think people, that's another operational challenge, which we had to face. The third thing which we were facing was the modernization of the systems and and delivery of the projects and initiatives uh, in being remote, right? So being remote, delivering all those projects, delivering those KPIs and delivering them on time was, uh, has not been easy. And do I think it is going to become easy? I don't think because this is going to continue. So if it continues, then how do you kind of think through it and come up with better ways of working with your teams in the business by involving your stakeholders very early in the conversation and actually as a collaborator to them. Which approaches both technology and operations have proven most effective in helping insurers survive and even thrive during the crisis? I think one of the biggest things has been around the resilience of the operational teams, or I would say the business teams being front-ending, being customer-facing with our policyholders, with our channel partners, with our intermediaries. So being able to pivot from the traditional way of working to the new way of working by collaborating virtually is one thing which I definitely see has helped. The second thing which I see looking inwards is the change in the policies within the organization in terms of, you know, whether it is in terms of your remote working, flexi working, and also looking at your policies in terms of support. So IT policies also, right? So from a security and also from a technology policy standpoint. So that rapid shift in the policy to be more business centric and from an from an organizational perspective more employee centric has helped and the third thing is the communication throughout this journey being open and candid in communicating 
with your partners, with your with your employees, and in a regular, consistent manner, has been a very important element, which has kind of helped. And from a technology and operations, and that that's basically from a business view. From a technology and operations standpoint, I would say one of the things which has been very important has been our ability to partner with the business teams in terms of you know coming up with rather than so moving away from the traditional delivery models to more of a mission-based teams model uh, looking at you know agile ways of working so those have kind of really helped us and and also the importance of having that relationship management with the business teams on a periodic basis not like you know one off like a tick in the box exercise where you go and take a feedback and say hey okay all think about then we come back after 6 months or we don't come back so that i think has changed i mean more like a relationship based you know periodically you have reviews you discuss topics you you sit on the table with your business peers and support them and if there are problems you are open about it rather than making kind of false commitments saying hey uh, i mean not that people were making false commitments but there was a lot of unknowns but i think what is happening is more transparency has come into play and more openness in having those conversations because you know there is no other way because you can't go and have a coffee with your business peer and uh, ask them and tell them the challenges you have the challenges they have you have to be improvising and and the old ways right work so rather than you know waiting for a meeting to be set up on a zoom call or a, or a team you just use your old methods your relationships with just keep picking up the phone mobile phone and calling your peers to understand that always helps it's old way but it always helps and or you do whatsapp messaging or you know teams chat rather than sending long emails you use that methodology and that that does help and and you know we formed a lot of groups i would say on you know teams groups or whatsapp groups with business and it together uh, kind of solving topics uh, together so i think those are challenges we faced and that that's those are some of the ways we kind of overcame some of those so you open up the topic of open insurance in your opinion what is open insurance and how do you see this trend evolving in asia in my view open insurance is very important because you know you're talking about shared open apis shared platforms you're talking about ecosystems so that relates to the earlier point which i made around uh, change in our distribution channels you know that whole the way of working so this i personally think is is gaining importance the, the most classic example which you can potentially think of is the aia partnership with we doctor for example and china you know you have that one doctor in pingan so those I, I think are important, and because you're talking about open a- a- APIs, you're talking about data sharing, you're talking about peer-to-peer insurance models, you're talking about pay-as-you-use sort of models, and those are where I think a lot of insurance companies are already experimenting. Now, today, maybe if you look at it, is there a substantial revenue which comes out of that? Not at all, right? But do I see that gaining prevalence as we go forward? I, I do think yes, and that's where that's a bet which a lot of insurance companies are making. and i i personally think it will come into play especially because our consumer behavior is changing the demand from consumer is changing and that's where you know you can always say the henry ford uh, analogy that hey that if i ask my customers what they want we will still be riding horses but then i think that mindset is changing you need to bring in customer to the forefront and because of that and even i as a consumer right or you as a consumer you would expect things like digital on demand 
customization. So I think open insurance will definitely gain more prevalence as we go. A lot of companies are kind of open to that, maybe as experimentation, then as a future model. We are seeing a growing increase on ESG. How do you see this initiative being adopted in Asia's insurance sector? This is uh, definitely an important one because if you look at the insurance industry in general, right? So, I mean, especially if you look at environmental, right? So having partnerships with the right players who are more environmentally conscious than in terms of social giving. So, you know, corporate givebacks and corporate themes around, you know, funding charities or, or help taking a theme, educating children, tying up with the non-government organizations, and also even uh, employment, right? So look at uh, the employment uh, space providing employment to millions of employees across the uh, region and across the globe, and also tying up with the universities and from a social giving point of view, right? So creating that opportunity is something which is definitely has been there and still continues. But one of the things is also looking at the investments what insurance companies make. And where do they make? So one of the things around making those investments, that governance around looking at where are you actually making those investments of uh, from the money which you're taking from your customers in the form of premiums, where are you allocating that for, for the returns? And so that governance around that is becoming very important in my view. It is gaining a lot of prevalence in the region, right? So I mean, like asset managers are clearly integrating ESG into their investment decision and are vocal in shaping narrative of the ESG. And so this is one thing which is really gaining importance slowly. I mean, are we there like our European or uh, American counterparts? Probably not, right? But are we going to be there? Definitely, because there is this whole notion of, you know, kind of supporting the environmental factor, the governance factor, and the social factor. And I, I personally think it will play a big role. I mean, especially looking at the investments, what you're making, where are you making? Are those socially responsible investments, other tie-ups which you're doing or the partnerships which you're doing, are they with companies who are also socially responsible or environmentally responsible rather than, you know, just for the profitability sake, you just tie up and, and then you're destroying forests or, you know, the ecosystem. Probably those are things which I think are important from an ESG and it's already gaining importance in the boards and the discussion. And other thing is also ESG and digital transformation. I personally think they go hand in hand from an IT standpoint because see if you look at the digital transformation you're talking about things like from an insurer's point of view right you're talking about paperless claims you're talking about paperless policies and paperless means contribution to the environment then also you can look at from a digital transformation standpoint uh, moving away from the traditional infrastructure to the cloud infrastructure which would mean also you know you're looking at your energy your carbon footprint the way you dispose those so all that kind of plays very neatly digital transformation and ESG I think go quite hand in hand. Finally, what should be the focus of the Office of the Chief Information Officer in 2022? Well, that's a very interesting question. I think one of the things will definitely be around that tearing down the boundary and acting as collaborator rather than, you know, just being, uh, you know, enforcing your policies, being more open-minded about it, being more collaborative with the business. Uh, Also, you know, there is this whole concept of shadow IT, which we always talk about. But I personally think there is an element of that that needs to be allowed. Business users are savvy, a lot of them. I'm not saying everyone. Business users are getting more savvy.
savvy and they know what they want basically from their processes from their uh, in the product portfolio for example so one of the things what you need to do as as a cio is you need to talk to them you need to, rather than saying hey no like for example your business is evaluating a vendor for doing something so you should be a collaborative partner there asking the question as an enabler rather than a detractor asking them very clearly hey what is the problem you're trying to solve right rather than saying oh no you cannot tie up with this vendor it doesn't make any sense it's not a part of our it will take a lot of time a lot of processes administrative legal it's not a part of our whole portfolio so rather than i try to understand what is the problem they are trying to solve and then basically take a call maybe if you have a offering already in your portfolio offer that as a solution if you don't have that in your architectural portfolio then look at that as an opportunity to tie up and you know maybe you can leverage it for something else that vendor maybe business is looking from just one point of view but you might have a broader picture and you might be able to kind of leverage that vendor or that partner for more initiatives within the organization so that's one thing which i see the role of a office of a cio as collaborators supporters and at the same time allowing business to do things without this building saying upfront no the second area which i see office of the cio will need to play an important role is going to be around driving solutions for the business and suggesting solutions to them rather than being order taker like saying hey this is what i need and i you should do this but thinking more forward looking suggesting ways to enhance the value chain with the solutions which you see because as a cio you might be interacting with a lot of insurtech players or fintech players or a lot of ecosystem partners and you can bring that thought leadership inside the organization and talk with your peers whether it is the cfo whether it is the ceo i have a conversation till this this is how i'm thinking do you think this is going to help the business overall the answer could be no the answer could be yes but that gives you a room to kind of collaborate and also gain that trust of your understanding of the business and act as a true partner third area where i see office of the cio playing an important role is going to be around the overall governance and enablement of the business so kind of enabling the business with the solutions which come with that different perspective you know putting a different like you four pair of eyes you do right so that is more around different set of eyes and different perspective and having that role in terms of enabling the technology decisions or business decisions i think will become very important from a cio office standpoint and also partnering in any of the new topics which are coming whether it is bank assurance whether it is mna whether it is ecosystem part play so playing that active role leading from the front is going to be super important sorab once again thank you for joining us on podchats for future cio thank you for the opportunity that was sorab chitrachar regional vice president and director for asia technology strategies and operations at liberty mutual insurance on the topic of strategic priorities for insurers in 2022. You are listening in the podcast for future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors@society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. Bye for now.